You're listening to Box Office Bros. Starring Corey Osborne. It's a party every week, baby. Embarrass me in front of Corey. How many of these guys are named Corey? And Chance Oliver. Are you prepared to take that chance? I think you ought to know what our chances are. You had your chance and you blew it. Let's start the show. Now go do that voodoo that you do. Hold on to your butts. Showtime, a-holes. Hello. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> Wow. That was the absolute worst countdown to On a, a podcast. Yeah. This is okay. Chance is gonna reenact exactly what I just did here. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go on, go three, two, one, go. Uh, wait a minute, three, two, one, go. And then I, <laughs> that's when I laughed, which started the recording. <laughs> hey guys, the, hey guys and gals, hey everybody here. This is Corey from the Box Office Bros podcast. Um, sorry, I know it's been a while. It's, and it's, wow. yeah, no, I know it's it, it's become pretty much a meme uh, at this point, and I and I a hundred percent get it, and I, I I hear you. So jokes are funny. <laughs> that is also uh. true. No, you want to know what's really funny? Um, nothing. Nothing's funny. <laughs> Chance is funny. What? <laughs> no, I was gonna make another sassy comment. Uh, okay, okay. No, I was gonna make a sassy comment because and, the thing oh, is, oh, you're gonna say you're, funny, and then you're gonna say funny looking. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, Chance and I were having an off-air conversation about his uh, mic levels, and I was like, it always changes from the test to the actual recording. And guess what? It, it just happened. changed. It, it changed excessively. And, and then, so, <laughs> guess what happened? Guess who egged me on? Who? It was you. Yeah, yeah. It was it was me, Barry. It was anyway. me, Barry. Okay, so we have um off the bat there for you with all the goofiness and everything. I unfortunately does need to stop just for a second. Just because off the bat, I want to commemorate and talk about the good old Carl Weathers. Today. Unfortunately, yes. Literally. Unfortunately, because we're recording this on the second. Um he passed away on the first, actually. Um oh, but it happened yesterday? Yeah, it happened yesterday. Oh, that's and, too bad. Yeah, and so he was born in 1948, and uh, he died in 2024, which makes him 76. I know 76 is and young, like, but a lot of people live a lot longer than well, that. Yeah, now. you know, it's, you know, that's the thing is like, it it just hurts my it just hurts my soul. It makes me sad. It's just one of those things where, it, you know, it's it, you begin to think about those things because my um my dad just turned 70, and mm-hmm. so it's just like one of those things that like, especially when you when you see man who's like apollo creed and <laughs> someone you like grow you like uh grew up with and everything like that and i just loved how he was as a performer he's obviously he's awesome as grief karga and um mandalorian and everything and he's just just a real talented talented guy and it's just it's just a shame and it just makes me real sad. And I, you know, my deepest, deepest condolences to condolences to the family and everything there. So, yeah. Well, I think it's the suddenness of it because yeah, uh, as far as everyone knew, there was nothing wrong. Like a lot of celebrities, you there's usually like a very visible, like they'll talk about it, you know, like. They have, you know, cancer, this, that, like uh, Patrick Swayze comes to mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, of a, probably about of around the same era as Weathers was, you know, he had, he had cancer. We all knew it, you know, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't know anything, and we still don't know, obviously, know anything. But God, that sucks. No, it it, it really does suck. And um, Predator is probably one of my favorite movies. Yeah, I was gonna mention Predator as well. Is also really probably the most iconic handshake mm-hmm. in cinema <laughs> that him and Arnold do. Yes, yes. Like he definitely has one wanna, of those biceps. Definitely want to watch that movie again. I haven't watched Predator in a long time. And I need to watch the. I kind of want to watch that uh, new one that was on Hulu again too. Oh, Prey. Prey. Prey's so cool. Prey's really cool. But you know, anyways, with that, uh, we just had to get that off the top, off the top there for you. Um, again, condolences, everything like that. And you know, one thing about you, Carl Weathers, you will always leave. Like you, the one thing that you always taught me about in life. Oh God. <laughs> and everything else. That there's always gonna be a little bit of meat on that bone, and you best not be, <laughs> you best not be getting, you best not be wasting it. You can make a stew of that. I knew you were gonna, <laughs> I knew you were gonna arrested. De- as soon as you said, it, I knew you were arrested developing. <laughs> that like, is one of my favorite, favorite lines from that entire show. Did you know that and it's uttered by that wonderful, wonderful man? Did you know that was his idea? <laughs> to say that? No, like like uh, Carl Weathers and Arrested Development being like a cheapskate. Oh yes, You're that's like, amazing. I didn't know that actually. Yeah, I was I was listening to the radio and I was driving around today, and it's like yeah, that was his idea to do it. Like they could have just been Carl Weathers as Carl Weathers, just but, Carl Weathers. Yeah, but he added some extra <laughs> funny to it. No, dude, he was so funny, so good in that limited role in the series. It, it just so, so freaking funny. But anyways, uh, with that down and out, uh, we have a great show lined up for you all today. We are going to talk about the Oscar nominees. We're also going to talk about Superman casting. Um, there's been a whole lot of suicides. Yeah. Anyways, I don't really know the words. Chad Kroger. Oh, whatever. He deserves it. He does not. (laughs) Chad Kroger's never done anything wrong. Probably. I'm sure he has. Probably said something he's regretted. I've done something wrong. You've done something wrong. Everyone has. I mean, lately. Okay. Well, anyways, we have a good show lined up for you. And uh, I know this uh, is very indicative of lack of planning. Was there anything else that you kind of wanted to touch upon? Um, Uh, Let's see. Uh, I'll just run through some things real quick since we've – I'll give literally one sentence on all these things. Uh, Monarch Legacy of Monsters, pretty good. Nice. Uh, There are some things I didn't like about it, but, you know. There, yeah, there are some things to not like, but overall, if you're so a fan, overall, very good. If you're a fan of this franchise, I think you'd like it. Uh, Captain, oh no, sorry, the Marvels. Eh, it's fine. Uh, yeah, it's okay. Um, it's okay. Godzilla minus one, incredible. And you still need to watch it. Those are my one shot thoughts with yeah, chance. Nice. Cool, 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 cool. In my new segment, one shot uh, thoughts. One shot thoughts. That's that that that's good. It's funny because that sounds like a. A conservative uh, talk show instead <laughs> and it's just funny because that's not you and so that's nope. just like that's just what makes me think like that's the name of like something that i think glenn beck would be like that's so fucking cool oh no <laughs> you should run with that son uh, <laughs> listen i i'm not saying 
that then you would make your content and then Glenn Beck wouldn't like you. But well, uh, regardless, you know, grifting is a good way to, you know, pay the bills. Let's just be <laughs> real, you know, with. OK, well, I could um, do that weird bone commercial and then I could mm-hmm. take a before and after picture like Alex Jones. Mm, that looks sure. the same. <laughs> this isn't like something huge. And uh, like I haven't been watching a ton. Well, OK, I've been doing a lot of things since. Uh, Chance, since Chance lives with me now and everything like that, mm-hmm. Chance gets to see how erratic I am with my consumption of media. Um, Jesus. Yeah, I know, right? It's 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 disorienting, and I understand. Uh, for instance, there's three games, or there's a couple of games that I need to finish that I've been really enjoying all three of the games, but it's just that I hop from one from one <laughs> to the other, one to the other. Same thing goes for TV shows. Same things go the movies and everything like that. So I've been simultaneously trying to finish Vinland Saga and his wonderful season two of Vinland Saga is so incredible and if you haven't watched season one or two yet very very good so very much recommend um, Vinland Saga very good I'm watching Succession as well and yeah those are like the two shows that I'm like mainly hopping towards and I'm also watching It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and The Bear it's four yeah so (laughs) it's a lot of so yeah I'm so did you ever finish Parks and Rec um I'm actually I did not so that's five oh my god so yeah so i like hop between shows like it's nobody's business and it's just kind of crazy and it's indicative of you know adhd-ness but i was gonna say that all of those shows are really good so um y'all really oh. should be watching some of those shows if you haven't yet so Should've yeah really that's hop on that indie hit parks yeah. and recreation mm-hmm, that's me and then so i think this amy polar is an up-and-comer yeah exactly but regardless of all that uh that's Corey's little corner um Corey's corner Corey's to the tale of uh dragon tales uh, <laughs> dragon why did i think of that no dragon tales has been entering the cultural zeitgeist that's again all good i think dragon our, i think the person running the simulation just injected dragon tales back into our brains it's like boy do i love public television like... <laughs> no exactly and so he doesn't press like the caillou button <laughs> and we all die oh jeez. Okay, so regardless of that, let's go ahead and get right into the Oscar nominations. Um, something I should have had queued up on my phone already, but you know, oopsie, that's okay. Here, Austin, I'll I'll set the little preamble. Greta Gerwig not nominated. Be mad. Get angry. Yeah, I don't know. Throw I a, a chair. I have a lot to say about that, and like, it's one of those things where I'm not like, I don't know, I I, I, I don't know, I don't know. Okay, but anyways, so let's start off because it's like I don't want to start. Uh, do I want to start up X picture? Well, let's do I, I think actor. let's just start with let's start with the big one. All right, fine. Or what's up? Yeah, we can do that. I was just saying okay. you could do actor first if you wanted to. Okay, so best picture, and um, we can like see if there's anything where it's like you've seen it, haven't seen it, anything like that. But best picture, we have American Fiction. Didn't see it. Have heard very good things. And I'm actually planning on watching all these movies before the Oscars. I'm going to try really hard to this year. Yeah, um, but American watch. Fiction looks awesome. Okay. No. And it's got it, a cool name. No, it, it does. And it has um your it has um, Commissioner Gordon in it. Has Which Jeffrey one? Wright. Okay. So Jeffrey Wright. Say, that's heard, like three people. I've heard Jeffrey Wright's quite good. Anatomy of a Fall. It's like haven't Ch- seen. Um, Barbie. Have seen. Liked it. Like Barbie. The Holdovers. I really want to watch it. Dude, I've been meaning to. It's on Peacock. Nebraska right represent. We should del- we should totally just like watch it on Peacock sometime. I've been I've been needing to watch a good Paul Giamatti thing in a <laughs> long time. But Killers of the Flower Moon. 
Haven't seen, but I will see. Value my time. <laughs> Maestro. <laughs> I haven't seen Maestro. I haven't seen. Gosh. Uh, it, 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 is it only going to be Barbie for you for what you've seen? Is Oppenheimer like, not nominated for oh, Best Oppenheim, Picture? Oppenheimer is actually. Never mind. Oppenheimer, say, get out no, of here. For a, second, for a second, I just didn't. I, I didn't even register Oppenheimer. But Oppenheimer. It's like the, the biggest one. Past Lives, which is absolutely beautiful. Shout out to a friend of the show and um good friend of mine as well lauren for introducing that the movie to me because it just looked so sad so i didn't want to watch it but then lauren's like you really need to watch this and i watched it with her and it is one of the most beautiful movies i've ever seen it is just such a like the way that um lauren was describing it to me is like it's just a soft movie and Uh it's just very kind and there's some things that are somber about it there's some things that are funny about it it's almost like one of those life movies where you feel like you're just chilling kind of like people watching and eavesdropping mm-hmm. on their lives and the like and it's funny because the movie even makes a little bit of a point yeah. to like pointing that out because like you know it's very deliberate that that's what they're aiming for and they succeed in flying colors it's okay. absolutely incredible very good movie i personally think the people who are cast in that movie are of a bigger reason to be mad about being snubbed for certain things than barbie but that's all i have to say um Poor things. Definitely planning on watching. Are good things about poor things. And um, good poor the things. zone of interest, which has like with a title like that, I don't have interest. much interest. I don't know. It's just okay. Anyways, uh, <laughs> best actor, Badly Cooper and Maestro. Okay, buddy, you don't need a prosthetic nose to play somebody who's Jewish. That's all I have to oh, say wait, wait, about wait. that. They put a schnoz on Bradley Cooper. Yes, they. Yes, he did. And oh, then, like no. everybody was like, everyone was getting like super offended by it. And quite frankly, I agree. <laughs> like, bro, it's that's 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 not right. But anyways, Coleman Domingo, very handsome man, Rustin, <laughs> um, Paul Giamatti, the holdovers, and Cillian Murphy, Oppenheimer. Just and call him Jeffrey, Cillian. Cillian. Killian. Is it Killian? It's Killian. It's Killian. Okay. I would eat a hat if it's not Killian Murphy. Killian Murphy, Oppenheimer, and Jeffrey Wright, American Fiction. Why did I say that like the actual announcer? Silly, uh, Chillian Murphy, Oppenheimer, Jeffrey Wright, American Fiction. Because you're, you're a show showman. There. I'm a showman, the greatest showman. This is the greatest <laughs> show. Oh no, he's back. Anyways, uh, <laughs> uh, best. Uh, let's see here. Why is it okay? Best supporting actress. Um, Emily Blunt, Oppenheimer. Very good in Oppenheimer. Yes, she is. Incredible. Uh, Danielle Brooks, the color purple. And Danielle Brooks is also um, um, in Peacemaker. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's, uh, she's, um, spoiler, um, uh, Amanda Waller's daughter. Mm-hmm. Color purple came in like right. God, mm-hmm. that must have been right under the, mm-hmm. the wire for this year's Oscars. This is one that I think is a little... Okay, but still, you know, okay. America Ferreira, Barbie. <laughs> um, well, she just didn't do a ton. I, I just, I, I don't realize, I didn't see how her. She's very second half of yeah, the movie. Yeah, I, I, I just don't really know if her performance was like as much. But still, you know, you know, there's that. Like, I would take her over, um, you know, Bradley Cooper just putting a schnoz on his face and oh. sweating and conducting things. Anyways. Um, Maybe Jody the real Foster. ugly Betty was the prosthetic nose. <laughs> but excuse me. 
Uh, and so there's also Jody Foster and Yad and Nod Divine, Joy Randolph. Sorry if I butchered that, but also from what I've heard, absolutely incredible in the holdovers as well. Mm. And so Oh, she that other lady who's also mm-hmm. with okay. And let's see over here. There is Best Supporting Actor. There is Sterling K. Brown and American Fiction. Oh, always love a Sterling K. Brown joint. Um, Robert De Niro um, and Killers of the Flower Moon. And the Flower Moon. Robert Robert, <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. Oppenheimer. Ryan Gosling. Barbie. Which is actually, I actually do think that it. He does a really good job. I don't know if it's Oscar worthy because it's funny. No, yeah, it's I really mean, funny. I don't know if it's Oscar worthy. I do really like the performance and I get it. But at the same time, it's just like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Still, still my bone to nominate still, him. Still a, ton, still a ton of fun. And um, it is kind of weird that like it is like the, the optics of it. Like I understand the optics of it all. It is very strange that like. Uh, Margot Robbie isn't nominated for Barbie, but Ryan Gosling is. So yeah, there there is that. He's just. It is can... weird that Hillary Clinton tweeted about it though. Anyways, um, Mark Ruffalo. Pokemon go to the Oscars. <laughs> okay, and then there's Best Director. There is Justine Trite, Anatomy of a Fall, Martin Scorsese, Killers of the Flower Moon, Cinema. Uh, Christopher Nolan and Oppenheimer and Yorgos Lanthimos, Poor Things, and Jonathan Glazer, uh, The Zone of Interest. I think Greta Gerwig was truly robbed in this, actually. Um, I actually do think that, like, I I do think they were because I genuinely think that if you're going to have somebody for the best picture um, nomination, and the thing is a lot of stuff goes into making a movie real good, and I will say, mm-hmm. one thing that I love about Barbie is the performances. Yeah. She brought out some incredible performances all around, down to freaking John Cena as a mermaid. And Wasn't that like very cuss? Yeah, very like, off the cuff. Like he just happened to be around? Yes, exactly. It's like, you're John Cena, you want to be a mermaid? You no, know, yeah, exactly. And like, I, I don't know. It's one of those things where I do think Greta was definitely snubbed in that area. And yeah, so I will say that. And then... Best Original Screenplay, Anatomy of a Fall, The Holdovers, Maestro, May-December, Past Lives. Past Lives has a very beautiful script. It is just so seamless, and it feels like you're just chilling in somebody's actual life. And I absolutely love it. With that said, I need to watch the rest of these movies. Very bad podcast host for a movie show. Anyways. They know what we're about. We never watch (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I watch I watch a lot of movies. I do. American Fiction, Barbie. Oh, I didn't even list it. Best Adapted Screenplay, American Fiction, Barbie, Oppenheimer, Poor Things and The Zone of Interest. Okay. So, um Oppenheimer is a very good one. Barbie, I don't I thought Barbie would be original screenplay. I'm not entirely sure what it was inspired from, but, you know, whatever. Uh but it's not mad that it's there. I just didn't realize, is it adapted from the property? Is that what they considered adapted? Or, like, what? I don't know. I never thought that was the... Uh, okay. Right. Regardless of that, because 
I'm trying to think. Like, did Spider Verse get any screenplay things? Or never mind, that would be adapted. I'm trying to think. Um, I'm trying to think of what movie I was thinking of that didn't get anything. Uh, anyways, nah, I, I'll spend myself time spend. I'll spend way too much time just being like, ugh, ugh. just mm. like thinking through things here. But anyways, best uh, cinematography: El Conde, Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Oppenheimer, and Poor Things. Best original score, American fiction, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. Yeah, okay. Uh, Oppenheimer, poor things. Oppenheimer has an incredible score. I personally think it should win. I need to watch the rest of the movies, to be fair, but I think it's incredible. Great score. Um, and let's see here. Best original song, The Fire Inside, Flame and Hot. My parents can... were actually telling me to watch Flame and Hot. They're saying it was really good. Flame and Hot. Maybe the they movie? said Flamin' Hot Cheetos. Yeah. Maybe you misheard them. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm just getting Barbie. Oh. Um, it Never Went Away, American Sympathy. Wazi, A Song for My People. Um, or wa- Wazi. I'm definitely butchering that. I apologize. A Song for My People, Killers of the Flower Moon. And then What Was I Made For from Barbie as well. And then let's see. Best Editing. Anatomy of the Fall, The Holdovers, Killers of the Flower Moon, Oppenheimer, Poor Things. Consistently, one of my least favorite things about um, uh, Nolan's movies are is the editing. Consistently, mm-hmm. because the thing is, is that like he, I understand his non-sequential storytelling and everything like mm-hmm. that, but occasionally he can be very disorienting about how he can portrays that story. And when I say that Oppenheimer just was the perfect execution of of what he was going move, for of what he's always been going for i i understand it now which is like funny. i understand it now which is funny because the one he did before tenet was probably the worst, worst. oh a hundred percent it's like and it's annoying because i got tenet i liked it too but i'm like dude it needed a few more times through that edit like, it just needed a few more times. Like, I get what you were going for, my guy. All Chris, all Chrissy Nolan was just like, man, maybe I'm losing the forest for the trees here. It's annoying because Tenet could have been, like, as good and emotional as uh, freaking Interstellar. Like, it really could have been that emotional, if not more, for, like, the themes and everything like it that. It was too. for Elizabeth Debicki's character, not John David Washington's I, character. I am the protagonist. Okay. Anything else? No. Best costume design, um, or what's the or best um, production design? Sorry, Barbie definitely deserves it. Killer of the Flower Moon. Incredible. From what I've seen, the sets look incredible in Killers mm-hmm. of the Flower Moon. Napoleon also looks incredible for the sets and production designs. Apparently, not that great of a movie though. Anyways, Which we may get to Oppen- in a future installment yes. of this podcast. Oppenheimer, very good. I love how Los Almos um, looks. I love how mm. this all the set looks good choice poor things from what i've seen of that movie also absolutely incredible and so best costume design let's go into barbie killers of the flower moon napoleon oppenheimer and poor things Mm. and let's see and then let's go with best makeup that's golda maestro oppenheimer and poor things best sound the creator definitely deserves that really cool the, love the sound of that movie skywalker sounded just oh i was waiting for the yeah, creator i was just yes. like that sounds i was like i watched something else that you i thought mm. the academy liked and i couldn't remember yeah. i was like oh it's creator maestro mission impossible dead reckoning part one 
who? Anyways, Oppenheimer. Dun, 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 <laughs> and then uh, the zone of interest. And then best uh, visual effects could go to the creator, God- mm-hmm. Godzilla mi- minus one. Yes. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Yes. Uh, Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One. Who? <laughs> um, Napoleon. <laughs> Dude, if it's not, I just really like it when Tom Cruise fails. Anyways, <laughs> so you must have been absolutely miserable when. Uh, Top, Top Gun, Gun was the biggest thing on planet Earth last That's year. the annoying thing about or it. I, that's, that, that is the annoying thing about it. I did really like Top Gun. Like, yeah. I actually really enjoyed that movie. He could have that one. Yeah. Like, I get it. Well, yeah. But re- regardless of it, best um, international feature. Um, let's see here. That is The Lo Capitano, Perfect Days, Society of the Snow, The Teacher's Lounge, and The Zone of Interest. Hold on, what is, your, what is your son doing? What's he doing? Loki, come on, buddy. I'll do that. Loki, come on. Come on. Give us one second here. Um, We're going to probably just... Oh, he backed it. out. He's just like, oh, okay, no. On, buddy. Yeah, like, don't put your neck through there. He looks so innocent That's now. That's weird. Come on, buddy. He's, there's a stair railing in our Anyways, house. Yeah, He's, I was literally about he, to, like... uh, I might edit this in, like, just some music, like... Da, 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 da. Yeah. Yeah, just for like technical, like brief technical difficulties. <laughs> but yeah, and is that then, copyrighted? Uh, well, you know, I doubt it. It's got to be old enough, right? Yeah, yeah, maybe. Anyways, best animated feature. <gasps> oh boy! And you have a lot to say in this one, so okay. I'm definitely going to give a lot of floor to you here. Okay. Okay. The boy and the heron. Very beautiful movie. Beautiful. Um, very terribly titled. Um, but it's okay. Elemental. Nimona. Nimona's good. Robot Dreams. Didn't see Robot Dreams. And Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Ooh. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. One thing I will say about The Boy and the Heron is that the original title, the Japanese title, is How Do You Live? Uh, or How Will You Live? And it's just a way better title. Was well, that it, too it, like, vague sin- for American audiences? It, it, apparently. But the, the reason why it's just way better is because it is a contemplative film about mourning mm-hmm. and loss. And then The Boy and the Heron makes me feel like it's going to be whimsical. Mm-hmm. And it is not. Like, there are wh- like there's very whimsical, fun mm-hmm. visuals that Miyazaki would normally do. But... Mm-hmm. It is not like the boy in the heron just doesn't really portray it for me like that. So it's kind of marketing spirited away where like, oh, this is so, okay. This is upsetting. No, no, exactly. Exactly. But yeah. So um, you like Nimona. Uh, I'll my, say, ne- my nephews really like Nimona. And Nimona is really too. fun. Nimona is. Um, Nimona, I would say it's good for Nimona for getting nominated because if you watch it, you can say, Wow. This movie's kind of unfinished in a way, but still really good. They hmm. they they managed to polish it enough where you if you didn't know you wouldn't notice. Yeah. But then but I actually watched it. I actually figured that out after I'd watched it. But yeah, Nimona is a really solid flick, and I'm yet another reason why Disney shouldn't have uh, its little claws into everything because Nimona almost didn't see the light of day. So no, well, as much as it pains me. Good job, Netflix. Good job. Yeah, it's 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 hard telling your main enemy. Like, yeah. Good job for a moment. It, good it, job for not being the worst, Netflix. No, it, it, exactly. And it's just, yeah. 
Yeah, it's no, just but one pretty of- solid stack up of uh, animated. I'll say Nimona isn't like anything earth shattering as far as like story beats go, but it is a very cute movie and very well rewatchable. Mm-hmm. I might get rewatch it again, honestly. Uh, all the characters are really good. I think there's. It's actually a really funny movie. Mm-hmm. No, for uh, sure. But if I had to guess, I think Spider Verse is going to win. I think Spider Verse is going to win too. I never can count out on the um, the annoyance of the the annoyance of the Academy being like, "Oh, an animated movie, my kid, kid." What you. did you like? Did you like that Pixar movie? Which was the Pixar movie this year? Young Scamp. Uh, it's like, uh, oh, Elemental, Dad. Oh yes, let's go for Elemental. And Elemental's not as bad as I. I need to. I still need to watch it. I've seen parts of it, uh, uh, a little bit just in passing. I'm like, okay, it's not horrible, but it's like it's, it's basically the lesson you thought it would be. It was there. It's just like you know. No, I it know. is a very pretty looking movie. No, I feel you. I feel you. And that is basically all of the, like, that's basically all of the Oscars, Oscar categories that I kind of wanted to come over today. Mm-hmm. Was there anything that, like, kind of popped out to you? I know I kind of just listed them. Um, but, you know. I think the the really cool thing about Godzilla Minus One being nominated with things like, what was it, Guardians of the Galaxy and yeah. Oppenheimer and... That movie only caught they they made that movie for like fifteen million dollars. Oh no, that's something that I really want big Hollywood to look at and be like, oh, like you know, maybe we're misappropriating our money quite a bit. Like here. I will, I will admit that there was probably crunch when it came to making that movie. Yeah, but if you can make that movie on just fifteen million with like say, say there's an equal amount of crunch that that a Japanese production has versus an American one. Mm-hmm. Uh, where's all this money in American movie making going? Like, no, it, do it, producers you, really need to be cashing in that much? Then, no, yeah, that's exactly like, what. Now it you is. think, and that's the problem. And the probably the is, cast is probably pretty cheap, relatively as well. No, I guess. And you know, that's the craziest thing about the whole writer strike and everything, and the mm-hmm. AMTP and all that jazz is the fact that they created their own issue in the first place. Oopsie. Uh, like they completely just, just yeah, they created all their problems and they're like oh but we need to make sure that we have a bottom line here and it's just no it's just terrible i mean there's gotta be more efficient ways to make a movie and godzilla minus one earned for for a movie that was i actually saw a discussing film tweet about this today for a movie that was supposed to be in theaters one week in america ended up staying for two months it made over a hundred million dollars yeah, it really shows what amazing. you can do when you actually make a really good movie. Yeah. Uh, not only is God Godzilla can do everything. Godzilla can be your hero. Godzilla can be your villain. Godzilla can be your bomb metaphor, but also your trauma metaphor. Hey, it's it, really good, and that's all I'll say. Because uh, Corey it, hasn't seen it. I will say it works. No, yeah, yeah. I do need. A, I do need to still watch it. But yeah, so let's go ahead and segue right into the next uh set of news oh i did have one more thing yeah what's up uh i remember being annoyed that um ryan johnson didn't catch a best director or basically i feel the same way about some of the stubs for barbie the same way i feel about the lack of nominations for knives out yeah come on guys knives out 2 was incredible you want to know what i think it is what i literally think it's netflix's fault 
well, yeah, it's always. I like, don't think Netflix. I'm taking um, back your props, Netflix. Yeah, it's like I don't think Netflix um, put it out in theaters long enough. I also don't think I think they don't. I don't think they ter- my, they marketed it terribly well. Right. Um, it's a very good movie, and everybody who's seen it loves it. So it's like one of those things where, like, I don't know if I've heard of many people who dislike any either of the Knives Out movies. Like, some of them will be like, oh, you know, I don't like it as much as this movie or anything like that. And I'm like, you know, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, regardless of that, very good movie. Anyway. And yeah. No, I, I wholly agree with that. And so let's get right into Superman casting. Um, I think we, like, did we talk about the casting of Superman himself? Has it been that oh, long? Oh, God. I don't think it has been. I'd be very sad if that we was. We should really write these things down. No, we really should. You know, it's, it, it, it is all good. It is all good in the neighborhood of, you know, Corey. I mean, that would be a marvelous mistake That'd if we a, forgot to talk about it. It would be a marvelous Miss Maisel of a mistake. Mm-hmm. Honestly, the, I wake up in a corn sweat when I forget about these things. Oh, goodness. Well, regardless of all that kind of stuff here for you, actually, I don't think we did talk about it. But regardless, let's go into... <clears throat> Let's let's uh, let's just do a little bit of backwards kind of thing. So we're not going to start with what we think about <laughs> Superman. Partly because, like, the guy who plays Superman, I haven't really seen him in much. He's bigger Henry Cavill. Yes, he is taller than Henry Cavill. Mm-hmm. But I want to start with the good old um, uh, man who, the man, the myth, the legend. Very wonderful actor who I enjoy quite a bit. Nathan um, Fillion? No. Oh. I, I, well, I like Nathan Fillion, but still. In TV's castle? So, oh, God. Um, Anthony Kerrigan of um, of Barry fame is playing Rex Mason, Metamorpho. Super nice guy. So I love Anthony Kerrigan and Barry. And I will watch him. And I will watch. I guess so. But I would watch him in anything. And the thing is, I am just picturing someone with his comedic sensibilities and his sensibilities as a dramatic actor, especially in this most recent (laughs) season of Barry. Um, So good. Absolutely gutted me. I love that. I love that. Barry is one of those great shows. Mm -hmm. But. Oh. But regardless of that, so oh gosh, so sorry, good. so good. <laughs> but um, so like Anthony Kerrigan as Metamorpho, I really like it. I really like. I could just see him working really well with James Gunn. What do you think, man? He definitely strikes like the the quirkiness that Gunn goes for because this he also feels like someone Gunn would have casted in the Suicide Squad. Oh, a hundred percent. Like if 100%. not. If not uh, David uh, Delsma, I can't remember. Delsmashian. Delsmashian. Or Delsmashian. Yeah, Delsmashian. 101 David Dalmatians. Um, If it wasn't him, I feel like this, it could have been him, you know, Barry, you know. Uh, I don't know, it just feels like, or uh, even a, even like a one-off character in Guardians of the Galaxy, kind of like what you got with the, speaking of Nathan Fillion, Nathan Fillion in Guardians 3, where it's just, you know, people that James Gunn usually works with that he likes to sneak into his movies all the time. <laughs> uh, look at it, you, Michael Rooker. Anyway. <laughs> Michael Rooker's going to be like the first shot. And it's just somebody getting completely murked yeah, it's in, like, the, in the DCU. Exactly. But no, this is... um. 
because he was in Barry, and I, I want to avoid spoiling Barry just in case whoever's yeah, listening hasn't I don't, seen I it. Would, I would never want to spoil Barry, so I won't. But he's the comedic part of the show by and large, I'd say. Mm-hmm. He's one of the biggest comedic parts but of the show. But also, like, very down to earth as well. His character does have a lot of depth. Yeah. Because he is, uh, like, because it's crazy because it's one of those, he's one of those characters that very exemplifies a funny person in a dramatic world, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Because there yeah. are, because fu- the world is dramatic, but, you know, there are funny people around there. And the thing is, sometimes, even though he's funny and the way he interacts with the world, he can still be sad. Mm-hmm. He can still have all these different, like, things him being funny is like just an integral part of his character (laughs) yeah he um he's just a funny guy (laughs) yeah and honestly because like metamorpho isn't like a monolith and how he can be portrayed like Mm -hmm. i remember in the uh the justice league cartoon he was kind of like oh i'm gonna use my powers for evil but actually i was a nice guy and i don't like doing this so mm-hmm. I'm going to be a nice guy instead. And granted, there's a lot you can do with that because his powers are basically he can turn himself into anything, mm-hmm. which includes kryptonite. So he's a very good foil for someone like Superman. But he, you know, he's. um, He, I hate to say this. He is the the great power comes great responsibility kind of thing where it's just like, mm-hmm. man, I don't think I should be being. uh being bad, at least in that show, but and I mean, he's got the perfect pale white bald head. It's perfect. No, I, I feel that. I feel that. Um, um, but no, I think that I think that's just such a hyper specific character. I never thought I would uh-huh. see get cast. It's it's kind of like uh, it is very weird. It's kind of like when Polka Dot Man got cast. I'm like, <laughs> that is so. I are we fucking for real, <laughs> dude? You know, with James Gunn at the helm, we're gonna see Condiment King, or <laughs> like we're gonna see fucking like how Sean, how Sean Gunn is, <laughs> how Sean Gunn is Calendar Man. You know, just like <laughs> we are just going in there, huh? What was the line that Calendar Man said to fucking oh, Polka Dots? He's like Polka Dot Man. And it's like it's like. Hey, you doing some kids parties? You fucking pussy. <laughs> it's just the way he says it cracks me the fuck yeah. up every damn time. It's so stupid. He's like, you fucking pussy. Like, <laughs> He's just so mad about it. Um, I'm like, what? A, I was like, what? <laughs> like, why are you being so mean? mean? I'm like, He's a, he's just a sweet boy. Uh, No, but good casting. Uh-huh. I... I really wonder how much he's going to be in Superman um, Legacy. Because there's, like, a lot of characters in the Superman Legacy movie. Well, here's the deal, though, is that, like, um, and this is, like, how James Gunn described it. Because James Gunn, I actually, like, I like and I don't like how vocal he is on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Or threads, actually, now, because he doesn't do Twitter. Yeah, he does not do anything he does not, anymore. Yeah, he does not do anything with Twitter. But, um, basically, he was like, hey... This is Superman's life. People, their alter egos, as well as being superheroes, it's people, there are people around. And the thing is, you have to think about it, like, in other movies, there's full casts of people. Right. Since it's the DCU and everything, there's people all around. Because, and the thing is, there's varying degrees of how important they are. Right. And everything like that. And I don't necessarily think it's too heavy. No. But, you know. Well, it's just, um, 
if it was just like another normal person, and granted, I guess Metamorpho could just you know make himself look like a normal guy, kind of like Martian Manhunter did when he did <laughs> nothing in the uh, DCEU. Um, still not over that, by the way. So um, stupid. Just very stupid. Hello, I'm one of the most powerful beings in DC, Martian Manhunter. I'm going to go help Lois Lane. <laughs> That's all I'm going to do. <laughs> um, She's the key. Lois Did I come too soon? <laughs> Anyways. Am I unlikable yet? Has that come out yet? <laughs> do I need to go to Hawaii right now? No. Ezra, Teach them a lesson. Ezra, stay here. No, Ezra, bad. Ezra, do not go to Hawaii. Do not terrorize the Damn island, it, Ezra. Ezra. <laughs> Damn it, Ezra. Okay. Ezra got out of the cage. Sorry. And so no, you're okay. Uh, and then uh, in such a weird turn of events, Nathan Fillion is playing Guy Gardner, Green Lantern, and I think that's it's inspired casting. Do I think he's a little old? Yes. The Dunkin' but... Donuts of Green Lantern members. <laughs> hey, honestly, it's like that's I could picture uh, freaking Matt Damon playing him or something. Be like, hey. <laughs> He's Dunkin' Donuts. It's like uh, Boston. Like Nathan Fillion, Matt Damon, and Ben uh, Affleck. Ben Affleck walk in to play to try to cast themselves as Guy Gardner. It's like I feel like that's the start of a joke. I just need to come up with the punchline. Like no. uh, Ben Affleck, uh, Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, and uh, Nathan Fillion walk yeah. into a Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> and it's like. Well, <laughs> I don't know what they're doing, but they forget about it. <laughs> uh, oh, no. Okay, but no. Coffee? Re- I really like the casting. I think that David, um, if you've watched uh, Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog, mm. uh, Nathan Fillion is probably the best guy, one of the best guys to ever, to, just for lack of a better like word, just somebody who can just play such a douchebag. Like, he's just such, he's so good at it. If he's they, incredible at playing just just such like a narcissistic prick. Dude, if they could have gotten off their asses uh like a decade ago, he would have been a perfect Nathan Drake. Oh no, he would have been incredible as Nick Nathan Drake. I think he would have oh, gosh. That whole like Mr. Foggy <laughs> um, oh Nathan Drake. Mr. Oh no. Mr. Sully <laughs> Mr. Sully, I, I walk in a bar. Oh my god. I work in a bar, Mr. Sully. Let me do you want that martini? Shake it or stirred. I suppose you might want it stirred. <laughs> Mr. Foggy. No, no one's gonna know what we're talking about if we it's keep okay. doing it. It's okay. It's a bit now. It's our bit now. Oh, Nobody yeah. came up with that you, before us. Yeah. No one did. They <laughs> no don't. one did. And if they did and if they did, they oh what are they gonna it. do? They just like us. what are they gonna do? The, uh, you could just be on their podcast or something. <laughs> oh, that'd be sweet. <laughs> that'd be a dream. Anyways, um we love Mr. Sunday movies. Anyways. Um and the Weekly Planet. The Weekly Planet. Um No, it's <laughs> like I said, Fillion is a very a, a, I hate to say it. A, a what if, if you will, has she has should he should have been in the DC and like obviously he has with like voice roles like he would have been I think he could honestly I think he could have made a decent Hal Jordan yeah I think given the could, right I think he could have been too um, but I'm just really glad he's in the role yeah. I'm really excited to see what he does with it and it's just it's gonna be a good time and 
Uh, anything else to say about uh, Nathan Fillion? Makes me wonder how they're going to use him because Guy Gardner is very abrasive. Oh, he is. So, because okay, that makes me think, it's like, okay, how many Green Lanterns? Because Guy Gardner is the third Green Lantern? Okay, because the thing is, is that Lanterns is probably going on around the same time as this. I keep forgetting about yeah, Lanterns. And so, like, Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart are probably um, like dealing with whatever terrible In terrible space. terrible threat is going on there for you. The Guardians of Oa have and, dug their own grave again. And they're probably going to be like, "Hey guy, we don't like you, but you, the world's going to end. We need help." <laughs> and then when Kyle Rayner shows up, "Oh, thank God, someone else." <laughs> Fuck this guy. No, but yeah, there's uh, but I'm really excited for that casting. Excited to see Nathan Fillion as uh tv's hopefully hopefully a recurring character someone say firefly and um i uh i'm really glad that he's gonna get some redemption eddie gathegi is playing mr terrific he played darwin the one character that's not supposed to oh yeah anything but apparently the uh, apparently matthew vaughn was like yeah I hate black people. I'm kidding. <laughs> but no. it's just a common in the like black nerd blurred community. They're just like, yeah, what they did, to, what they did to Darwin uh, in first class. It's kind of racist. It's like, it's like it's just uh, a little racist. It's like they had to dub over what happened because Kevin Bacon just walks in out of character and it's like too much bacon. I'll kill you. <laughs> and then he puts a laser in his mouth. But no, stupid. No, he put like a hot coal in his mouth, didn't he? Or no, no, it was. It was, like it was a, no, it was. It was a late. It was a laser from Havoc. Yeah, God, that's so stupid. That's just that's just a dumb decision. Anyways, um, I like that movie though too. Like that's the annoying part about it. That's like, a good movie. Like, that's actually like a solid part. movie. I, but, one of the best X Men movies. But anyways, I don't want to talk about that failing. I'm really glad to see him as Mr. Terrific because I like him quite a bit. And I love Mr. Terrific as a character. Mr. Cr- Terrific is one of those uh, one of those F around and find out kind of characters. Mm-hmm. He's really he he is just absolutely incredible. Like Mr. Terrific. And it's funny be- that I'm choosing two misters for this. Mr. Terrific and like Mr. Miracle are like two people that I've wanted mm-hmm. to like see translated on actual screen. Mm-hmm. I want to see Plastic Man translated on screen um i think that and the thing is i know that they're gonna be in this dcu i know they are okay and i'm super excited for it since i know this is the type of dude james gunn is Mm -hmm. we see plastic man what are the odds we also see elongated man oh and his redundancy oh no and i i it'll be funny and then ralph dibney is gonna be all mad about it is and like too stretchy guys and like the cool thing about mr terrific is just like because when um like when james gunn started like when he started posting pictures one of the first pictures he posted was this picture of um mr terrific with the fair play jacket and everything like that it's such a cool killer look it's such a cool look and it's one of those things where i'm like dude that's the like fuck around and find out thing i was talking about he's like it's fair play let me just beat your ass <laughs> it's kind of, you know i hate to bring this up because yeah. the way a lot of people feel about this movie but it's kind of what they were going for with uh fastos in eternals yeah but just better oh no i understand uh, like me. 
Trust me. With a much more a much cooler design and a more no uh, a more notable character, and also. Don't touch the watchtower, or you're gonna fucking find out. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm super. Does that mean excited. we're gonna get the watchtower? God, that'd be I so cool so. if we got the I watchtower. So. Uh, but oh, what were you saying? No, I was just because like I feel like Mister Terrific is, I don't know, weirdly grounded for the things he can do. Mm-hmm. Like he's always the voice of reason. It it feels like he's insanely smart. Yeah, he's incredibly <laughs> smart. And is he like the smart? Because isn't he like? almost Batman's levels of detective. Cause like, Ooh, he, I'm pretty sure he is that smart. Cause Batman, it probably solos everyone as far as intelligence in the DCU. Yeah. Who isn't like a caterpillar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so dumb. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I think Batman's is probably, well, depends on which, who's writing who, you know, that is true. Because then you get like people who's like there's a couple of villains whose whole thing is like oh I'm smart, like Lex Luthor for instance. No, yeah. But, oh no, and like speaking of Lex Luthor, um, Lex Luthor is being played as Nick of Nicholas Holt, and the coolest thing about Nicholas Holt is that he was one of the front runners to play fucking Superman, and mm. so it's like the man's literally got rejected to play. Superman, <laughs> and then he turns around and becomes Lex Luthor, the man who the crux of him is the fact that he is Dude, never going to be Superman. I'm not Superman, and he never could be, even if mm. he had the powers, even mm. if he was him, he is not him. Mm. And that's what I absolutely love what a about. Beast. <laughs> um, I absolutely love about him, and that's the um, gosh, and the the menu. Mm-hmm. Is one of the recent movies that Nicholas Holt's been in that I really like because I never watched that. The movie's really good, but he plays just such a, like a smarmy kind of character in it, mm. and so like I love the smarminess, but at the same time, um, Nicholas Holt just has such an earnestness about him, yeah. and like just like he's someone who has the charisma for you to believe that he's a good guy, even though he might not be, and that's what I really like about Lex Luthor. Is that like, yes, Lex Luthor could run for president and he could, uh, you know, make himself seem like he's for the people mm-hmm. and he's, you know, and, right. you know, he and he could cater to he can cater to the worst parts of people yeah. and be charismatic. Reminds me of someone. Anyways. Um, <laughs> um, not subtext, but it, and that, and that's one thing that I think is really interesting about his character, and I think Nicholas Holt could definitely just capture that in ways that are just just special. Plus, he already has comic book movie experience, and mm-hmm. it it must not have been so miserable of a time that he would never do it again. No, for sure. I think he definitely liked it more than um, Jennifer Lawrence did, or anything like that. <laughs> anything that you wanted to say on Lex? Um. No, I really like, I think um, it'll be nice because he doesn't have to worry about being constantly put in CG or something. <laughs> yes, that will Wearing be the, good because he just won't have to worry about suits. Uh, or like, like I, I took not my, suits, but like in like a beast costume yeah, or anything I like that. I took my serum today so I don't look like beast. <laughs> or I took the serum so I have all the powers of beast, but I don't look like him. <laughs> I look absolutely nothing like Henry McCoy. <laughs> look at my feet. <laughs> Look at my <laughs> look at my look at my dogs. Look at my thumb foot. Look anyway, at my, look at my big old <laughs> my, uh, my big old feet. 
Hey, no, man. Oh God, do we stop? Anyway, oh, gosh. and then uh, yeah, that's a good casting. No, really great casting. And then um, let's go to Jimmy Olsen is being played by Skylar Gisondo. Um, so Skylar Gisondo is very good actor. I don't know if you've um, have you. I don't know anything let's, he's in. Let's see. Have you seen him? He looks for he looks like uh he's yeah. in that bad vacation movie, but I really oh, liked him. Oh, I remember that. But now. he's he's quite good in that. He's like the son from the he's the son from the um Night at the Museum movies. That kid? Yeah, he Nikki? is. Nikki? Oh my god. Yeah, he is the son um of, yep, he is the son He's the son that Ben Stiller ben doesn't Stiller, have time yeah. for because exactly. he's a bad divorced dad. Bad divorced dad. But he's in Booksmart, which I personally love him in. He's also in The Righteous Gemstones, which is a show you need to watch. But very, very good. But there's something about him that is just so there's something about him that is just so like he's just such a dork, but he's confident about it. And he he's one of those guys like I could already picture him being like, you know, well, you know, Clark, all of us can do these. All of us can do these things and you don't have to run into the danger and blah, 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 blah. You have <laughs> friends. And it's like one of those things where I could it's definitely like, oh, see Jimmy. I could definitely see him having just a, a, just being terrified, but also mm-hmm. having such a huge sense of adventure at the same yeah. time. So he can't even help himself. I'll make a prediction. He will not be killed by terrorists. <laughs> I don't think James Gunn wants him to be killed by terrorists. I just have a I just have an inkling that he's not going to get <laughs> God, the DCEU was so head ass about that shit. They were like, Yes. Yes. Let's have him get murdered by terrorists. <laughs> mm-hmm. God, I, I just think they, they just had such a disdain for the source material. That's the all. War on Terror that claimed is Jimmy Olsen. All I, that is all he. Gosh. Mm-hmm. No problems here. <laughs> no, it's absolutely wild. I'm sure it'll be fine. Let's see here. And then. We have Rachel Brosnahan oh, as baby. Lois Lane, which she's very good in Miss Maisel. Marvelous, <laughs> she's she yeah yeah. One would say that she is <laughs> that wasn't very creative. Don't mar- laugh at that. If you're marvelous <laughs> in your car right now, don't laugh. That was bad. Yeah, yeah, no, it was it, it, yeah. The, the, I, I I feel you there, uh, but no, she's she's very talented, very good. I could de- just totally see her being a good foil to Clark and just being having a vivacious attitude and just being, you know, that spitfire reporter. Like mm-hmm. I definitely agree. What do you think about Rachel Brosnahan? I don't know. I hate to do this cuz mm-hmm. I keep doing it, but all I know is like I know what I don't want and I don't want what Amy Adams was doing. Oh no, I understand. And I I, I totally get what you mean there. But I don't think it's Amy Adams' like, fault. Like, what I want was... It's 100% not her fault, though. I think it's what Zack Snyder... It, Zack Snyder just sucks at writing women, first of all. But also, it's just like... I I don't know, man. Well, let, here, let me... Let me just kind of... Because I forgot her name. Uh, No. Damn it. It's the, um, the animated series, Lois. I want her. The one who will... 
call up, call Lex Luthor a douche to his face, like uh, Lois Lane. Oh, 100%. Um, kind of the, you know, is always in danger and Superman has to save. But the reason she's in danger is because she's in this absolutely horrific positions because she's brave. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, there's it doesn't have to be a damsel in distress. It's the damsel has put herself in incredible danger for the sake of journalism kind of thing no exactly and that's like kind of the like that that is the charm of lois lane and Mm -hmm. like i really do like that aspect of the character but like with the amy adams version of it it was very just it was just i'm a reporter yeah it's like i'm a pulitzer prize i'm a pulitzer prize winning reporter and i like spider-man I don't like him that much. No, just kidding. He's hot. Martha was his mother's name. Oh, yeah. Let's kiss you in the tub, Clark. Yeah, let's kiss you in the tub. Can you please not call me Martha? That's kind of (laughs) awkward. Oh, Clark, you're getting water everywhere. (laughs) God. I was talking to you about how impractical that scene was. Mm -hmm. Because seriously, I understand. Like, he's just getting back from work. He's opening up the bathroom. She's just taking a bath. Having mm-hmm. a good old time, and he co- he comes in fully clothed, fully clothed, and just puts his knees into the hot tub and is all like, "Ooh, I'm hot." Dude. And it's like, I understand you're you're Henry Cavill, but that that I don't think that flies for much other men. That's all I gotta say. Well, if it was a hot tub, it'd be big enough for that kind of behavior, well, you know but it's not. I, no, not not. I mean, I don't mean a hot tub. Bathtub, I mean a tub, bathtub. Tub. I mean bathtub. Tubbing yeah. with the tubbing with Lois, you know. Oh yeah, but it's just like, come on, come on. Oh, it was uh. Uh, Dana Delaney, by the way, who's Lois Lane in uh, the animated series stuff. You know, I don't know. It's uh, it's kind of like the newspaper reporters because newspapers don't really exist anymore. It's kind of hard to explain. Oh, no, exactly. That's the one thing that kind of makes me sad about the whole portrayal of those kind of characters because it, it, it's yeah, in today's context, a little weird. It's like the same thing with the Daily Bugle and Spider-Man, like, no, exactly. Uh, newspapers don't really do those anymore. No, <laughs> um, yeah. It's like, uh, oh yeah, this is going out on everyone's uh, e-reader. Oh, a hundred percent before it goes to print. <laughs> so uh, that would be the most unrealistic thing: is newspapers take up skyscrapers. <laughs> you want to know something really weird? Are what? you? Um, do you have anything else to say about Lois Lane? It's just something that I keep on forgetting. No, I don't. What? Sean Gunn is playing Maxwell Lord. Like the same character that freaking Pedro Pascal I was playing um, in terrible, uh, awful, racist um, Wonder Woman Petri, 1984. Disgusting. Absolutely Abhorrent. horrendous movie. And honestly, I made my family watch. And I've told the story before. I made my family watch this movie on <laughs> Christmas Day a few years ago. And honestly, I really wish they burned my presence afterwards. Should have chosen. <laughs> like, they really should have just been Should have like, chosen Soul. They really should have just been. We did actually watch Soul as well. We watched both. Oh, God. But, God, I think we watched Soul first. But Soul is such a good movie. But uh, um, Life is great, but it could be better. Goodness. He was pretty good in it. He was really weird, but he's pretty good. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, I'm really glad the, um, that movie didn't come out, uh, during recent political, uh, oh God. strife. That, that would be annoying. That would have been so much worse. Oh goodness. But right, 
I'll <laughs> save you, Middle Eastern but children. Yeah, I don't have anything really to say about Sean Gunn being Maxwell Lord besides, it's the, like, I think it's funny. What are they going to do? Is it just so he's there? or Like, it might be. Uh, I don't know a ton about Maxwell Lord. Not going to lie. Don't know a ton about him. Neither so do I. Like, I'm just, is he a, uh, a Wonder Woman villain or. You know, maybe, just rich guy in DC universe. Maybe we can do a deep dive for some obscure characters to the max. Well, Lord, because I also don't know a ton about the engineer who's being played by Maria Gabriela de Faria. Isn't that uh, created the xenomorphs and Prometheus, the engineers? Uh, great joke anyways <laughs> uh, <laughs> someone like that i bet uh, okay one person probably perhaps but wow. she um the engineer is sure gonna look really cool i've seen her character design she kind of has like a silver surfer kind of design where, except she can like create different things with her arms and it's like technology based and everything mm. and so super excited generator rex um, <laughs> she um apparently like a lot of people are talking about how um they think this would be cool because james gunn has so much um uh, james gunn and the costume designer um who's the same one from guardians has a lot of uh has a lot of um, experience with like nebula for example so they are thinking like hey maybe she'll have similar prosthetics and everything like nebula and that'll look really cool and i'm super excited because oh gosh she looks like colossus (laughs) yeah yeah but i'm also just super just super stoked for just new characters characters that i don't know about like i don't know a ton about the authority characters i knew um i didn't know much besides the fact that they have a gay batman and a gay superman which you know slay but it's like (laughs) one of those things there i think is really like you know like that was the only thing i knew about the authority so i thought i was like oh it's just those comic book people being all edgy just to be edgy you know how like sometimes they're comics like that like the boys and everything like that but mm-hmm. as i've a little read a little bit more about the authority i'm mm-hmm. getting a lot more excited for them because it is different so i think that's pretty cool gay batman gay batman tightens gay up his tightens up his glove do you bleed oh you will <laughs> i'm cutting that oh, <laughs> oh. god damn it chance that was terrible <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> God, man. Okay, um, just ignoring you for the rest of. The- okay. After the podcast, sorry. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, he's he's going to Lincoln. He's going to leave me with my thoughts. Yeah, well, your thoughts and Loki. Meow. <laughs> Loki did not me out there. Okay, uh, but also, um, I don't have a ton to say about him. But David Cordswet is playing Superman bigger cavill yeah he's a taller henry cavill he i saw him in pearl which was pretty cool like i liked him in pearl he was freaked out by uh, pearl and i would be freaked out by her too but you know honestly it's a little based and he was being a little mean to her so he deserved what he got and you're talking about the spongebob character no i'm talking about the horror movie pearl oh okay but yeah, and Based he on the was also in The Politician. I know a lot of people talk about The Politician and they've shown clips of it showing on why he's perfect as Superman. And I've seen a couple of those clips and yeah, I, 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 I see the vision. I do indeed see the vision. So I really trust. And like the thing is, I personally, I, I, it matters who you cast as these characters. Don't get me wrong. 
James Gunn is one of the best directors or actors, directors that are director actor that I have like ever had the pleasure of watching his movies. He treats his actors so well. And you know, they all, you, you notice somebody does a movie with James Gunn and they're, and they, they do it with them for the first time. And if they get along, they are ride or die mm-hmm. with that man. Exactly. So they trust him. He's building his own army. And that's one of those things where I, like, even though I don't know much about uh, David Corden Sweat, I think it's kind of cool that we have somebody who's less known um, in the Superman, um, you know, kind of deal here. So, dude, his jawline is shockingly no, similar dude, to Cavill's. And plus, the, dude, did you see, like, recent pictures of him in the gym? No. Dude. Is- man is absolutely, like, he's Cavill-sized now. Oh, God. He's huge. He's absolutely I don't know why his eyes give me Sam Witwer vibes. Oh, no. Yeah. I can't. Uh, no, I can't. Definitely the size of Superman. There will be no. There will be no Pattinson discussions had about this casting. Oh, God. About bulking up or. Twilight boy. The, the Batman is now Twilight. a. Batman. <laughs> I wonder who they're going to cast for Batman. People are oh. saying the guy who's playing like Jack Ryan right now, which like I wouldn't I would hate that if you're trying you to go big that? guy versus big guy. He is. He is a big guy. I mean, you're going to need a big dude to play gay Batman. <laughs> you're going to need. Well, there's plenty of big gay people chance. <laughs> well, big and good at acting. I mean, <laughs> you, you, you could you it could be anyone you want. I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I, I, I don't understand how there's an issue. <laughs> there's plenty of big people out here, my guy. <laughs> I'm saying. You got to cast them. Oh, God. Anyways. So they can fight gay Superman. I feel like I'm just so done with you already. <laughs> it's like first podcast back. We Chance decided takes to take. It crosses we decide, the line. We decided to take another. You shouldn't have said gay Superman. <laughs> I just thought, oh, no. <laughs> this is going to be fun. No, but we. <laughs> but um yeah but that's midnighter and apollo by the way because they do have names <laughs> <laughs> but there's also some really great casting that i really like is isabella marced as hot girl um what so, will she do with that mace tune uh, in next time the uh, and she you know she played dora she played isabella in transformers which is both bad um uh, movies she's gonna play dinah in the last of us part two or season two so i'm super excited for mm. that but um i'm beginning to like realize it's like was she in... i'm beginning to realize that i didn't really like her or i didn't really like any movies that she was in but i liked her in those movies yeah. so i'm excited to see her hopefully in a movie that i like a lot more um so yeah what did you think about um isabella marced being as uh being hot girl like i know she seems a little tiny for the so role. how long was that she dora movie what's up how long ago was that dora movie that dora movie was in like 2019 okay and so it's she's been two th- and she's born in 2001 so that makes her okay um, so that makes she's her 22 okay i like i think it's a good cat i i'll be honest i haven't seen her in very much things because i didn't watch that dora movie on principle because i was just like this looks absolutely horrid. I thought it was kind of funny. Isn't she going to be in Madam Web too? Uh, you know, sure. 
Sure. Let's well, just have she's, every. She's got to get all the dreck out of the way before. Uh... Uh, I, I guess so. Let me see. Yeah, she's going to be Anya. Oh, she was that one girl in that last Bay movie for yeah, Transformers. That's what I was saying. Yeah, oh, she was good. I like that. She was good in that. Like, I liked Isabella in that movie, but the rest of it was like it's Marky like, Mark being like, hey, 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 you kids, what are you doing? Are you Stranger Things or something? That's the <laughs> last. Is that the last <laughs> night over there? <laughs> is that a Nitro Zeus? Jeez, with our uh, Suicide Squad montage. <laughs> <laughs> this Transformer's Gosh. crazy, but he's funny. God, no, crazy. You don't but mess with this one. I'm excited for Isabella Marcus Merced. And speaking of badass um, women, all that kind of stuff. Kara Zorel, Supergirl. Yeah, this one's the most recent one. Was has been cast by Millie Alcock of fame from House of the Dragon, who she's absolutely incredible as Princess Rhaenyra, and just absolutely love her in that role. Was really sad that there had to be a time skip and everything because it, it makes sense. But and I also like old the old version of her character as well. Um, being older yeah and like the old it makes sense and it's a lot makes it a lot more comfortable that's all i have to say <laughs> well, uh, well bob, not comfortable i'm not gonna say well, I mean, bob's it, your uncle i mean like it <laughs> bob's your husband actually <laughs> gay batman what are you doing here <laughs> he's just officiating the wedding i really don't appreciate i love love <laughs> no i don't think batman i don't think uh midnighter would officiate uh, the wedding i think he would be very against that because that what they're doing is not right but anyways <laughs> anyway i'm on the wrong side of history <laughs> god <laughs> live laugh love <laughs> oh gosh my family won't talk to me <laughs> anyways um yeah there's uh yeah so have i gone through everyone Um, oh i haven't gone through everyone but like yeah i'm super excited for uh, millie alcock as supergirl and she just has such a great um she has a great presence about her she Mm -hmm. is so good at just being like she's so good at being like hardcore and she's also good about being cunning and funny and biting Mm -hmm. and everything like that and she just gives off that vibe and I really like that. She's very talented, very happy about the choice. What do you think? Well, especially if you're going to get a score role like Supergirl, I guess because like you were aged out of your mom, dad, I got cast in Thrones. Ah, damn it. Never mind. No, for sure. <laughs> you know, I think from the start, they were probably planning. Well, yeah. Because they, they had younger and older versions of every character, every cast already casted. Well, yeah, it's uh. No, I really liked her in Thrones. I thought her um, relationship with, uh, oh, God, I can't remember. Girl in green dress who used to be friends with um, Allison, Allison yeah, Hightower. Allison. I think her uh, interactions with Allison were really good. I think the yes. interactions with her dad were, like, really good. Just, just like I know, absolutely love their relationship. Yeah, just like, yeah, uh, yeah, you're, you're my heir, actually. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty cool uh actually is the house of the dragon returning this year yes yes nice no i think uh i think she'll be really good sucks for that um what's her bucket in the flash uh because i thought she could have been a really good super sasha callie sasha callie i think mm-hmm. um forever in our hearts black-haired Kara Zor-El. no gone but, but not forgotten <laughs> um 
But that's no, a, that's but, a, that is a. Uh, but I, I I really think there's no obligation to stick to that costume. I know. And it's just like I just I, actually really like the costume. Yeah, the costume honest. is really good. But I wonder if they'll go know. with like the the typical like white top, mm-hmm. red boots, Supergirl. Or I no. don't know if they want to do that. I do like the. the I don't think that's a good idea for a costume design to be personal. You could make you could make it work, but I I do like the. I do hope they go with like the, uh, the blue red skirt, thing they did with Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow. Yeah, I that's a that's a cool design. I think they should too. And Tom King is actually writing the script for her movie too. As long as they're not some stupid narration like there isn't. God, that was so horrible to get through. But yeah, so. This, this girl, Supergirl, she was really strong. But she beat up those ruffians. I think it had character. It did. It just got old. <laughs> but I, uh, but yeah, still a good book. But I like really, it. But I really, really like um, Millie Alcock as uh, Kara Zor-El. Very excited to see her um, interact with uh, Corn Sweat Superman. Apparently, they have had um, screen tests together. I think that was a part of the audition, actually. Oh, and nice. so that's really good. Oh, and um, Sarah Sampaio uh, is playing Eve Teschmeischer, which is um, basically Lex Luthor's um, assistant. Why don't they just name her Mercy like in the animated show? You know. Sorry, I hate change. No, you know, bring it up with the big guy up there. And I ain't even talking about James Gunn. You can talk to God about it if you like. <laughs> <laughs> all right i won't do it uh, you're <laughs> like you're like we'll do wink fine <laughs> wink we'll see what but, gay batman has to say about this oh goodness <laughs> sorry <laughs> by the way what we're completely okay with with no gay batman being gay we just have to distinguish him from regular batman they're not gonna know which one you're talking about. Well, we. The, I guess they, we could call it Midnighter. Have, his name is his superhero name is Midnighter. I was saying, <laughs> yeah, but that I was, was way saying funnier. gay. I was saying gay Batman <laughs> as a joke, but it's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because gay Batman makes me laugh a little more just because of all of the like connotations that people had from Batman in the beginning um, with uh, Robin and everything like that mm-hmm. because they're just like, oh yeah. Batman and Robin, because to anybody who like just didn't know the context of the comics, they're like, "Oh yeah, they're gay and they're lovers." <laughs> it's like, no, that's a boy. No, that's <laughs> like a that, child. that is like that is a child. That no, that, that like I understand. That is a boy in a leotard. It's like I understand he looks like a tiny man, but he is not. That is a boy, not a tiny man. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> well, no. Why don't you holy catfish yourself somewhere else? Oh uh, gosh, but I, I'm just so excited for holy rusted metal. I'm so excited for the DCU. I'm so excited for DC movies to be good. And I'm just like, I'm really hoping they are good because obviously nothing's like, you know, that first trailer is going to be really expensive or not expensive. It's going to be very um, um, important mm-hmm. because it just has to just, it, it has to blow everybody out of the water. It has to have like a good tone and yeah. it has to, you have to believe that a man can fly as, you know, cheesy as it sounds. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things where, I think it has to be um, like I, and the thing is, I'm not saying that James Gunn can't do this, but I think it does. I think this has to be one of James Gunn's all timers. Like he has to hit this out of the park. And I know there's a lot of pressure on him, but this man loves Superman. 
If it's as good as Guardians 3, I think we're fine. I think so too. But I think that but I think Guardians 3 is one of his all-timers. I do think. Well, yeah. Is. And that's like that's the thing is like I like this is Guardians is, 1. If it's as good as Suicide Squad or the Suicide Squad, I'd be fine too. That cuz those movies are cuz those movies are quite good. That movie and is good is, actually. And to be completely honest, um as far as super rare Superman movies, they're some of them are good. But I don't think it's going to be too hard to make the best Superman movie. That's all I got to say. I'm not saying they're bad. Not saying they're bad. Mm. But I don't like the first one is really good. I will say that the first uh, the first Superman movie. Great. Awesome. Are you talking about Christopher Reeves? Christopher Reeves. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like the first like modern like, you know, not modern, but, you know, like the first like icon like. So like, yeah, like that movie will always be iconic. But I mean, like, I mean that this movie needs to be like the new the, the new guy on the block. Yeah, All I that mean, kind of shit. listen, it's it's the because Christopher Reeves Superman iconic, and the Donner cut of Superman two really good as well. Might be the best. The Donner cut might be the best Superman movie, depending on who you ask. Um, Man of Steel is. Is has really good moments, but then there's just these weird choices that get doubled down upon that make it less fun in hindsight. Yeah. No, like, I agree. Like you, you saw like the the very uh, serious Superman, and he just never, outside of a few moments, he never grows out of that. No, like I you agree. think he would change, but he doesn't. He never does. Um. And then they kill him in a second movie. Yeah, don't kill Superman in a second movie in your cinematic <laughs> universe. Are you an idiot? I don't. Are you think, a dumbass? I don't think James Gunn is gonna. Do Why would that. you do the death of Superman in your second movie? I don't think he's gonna do that. Sorry. Uh, no, you're okay. Uh, it is very dumb. The Snyderverse is very, very unequivocally dumb. Also, why would you combine? Uh, the Dark Knight Returns, where Superman is arguably his least virtuous, and the death of Superman, where he's arguably his most virtuous. Come on! I just think that I think I think it's just horrendous that he was gonna have a subplot where Lois Lane was pregnant with Batman's baby, and then um, jail, and then he return, and then uh, Superman returned. And she's pregnant, and he's like, oh, my gosh, I'm so happy. It's my baby from our tub time. <laughs> tub baby. No. <laughs> it's Batman's. <laughs> That's mm. good. That, that, that was good. Gay Batman will have thoughts on that. <laughs> nope, that's all straight Batman. <laughs> no, gay Batman's just like, shouldn't have done that straight Batman. <laughs> You're making us all Batman look bad. <laughs> Goodness. We've we've not talked much about gay Superman. I think Apollo would feel very um left out of this conversation. <laughs> no, and like something cool that I actually have heard about it too is that like it's not even like it's it, like it's like one of those things where like they treat the they treat the characters like 
Because what I was worried about when I heard what? that Midnighter and Apollo were characters uh-huh. is I was afraid that it was going to be like Garth Ennis, the boys, where they just go oh, in on it and yeah. they're making fun of it and they're being obviously in bad faith with the characters being um, gay. But I've heard that they just yeah. are guys who love each other. And I'm like, that's nice. That's actually really nice. It's not um, just, it's not like all okay. the, it's not like, you know, Garth Ennis bullshit just doing stuff to be just edgy like, just like 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 i didn't want it to be making fun of gay people yeah that's like like, the thing. like that's yeah <laughs> garth ennis is so so lucky that the boys has a far and away superior version of the thing he wrote oh 100 percent. it's like damn they made this way better yeah no, garth ennis um, is just such a like he has some good ideas, obviously, but mm-hmm. he's just such an edge lord. Just like, oh god, that's one yeah. thing I hate about some comic books, um, book writers. And it's like uh, irredeemable edge lords. Just stop. Just, just stop. Yeah, it's like it, it's it, it's like the it's the it's similar to the way in way in the way Brian Michael Bendis writes, where it's just like, hey, I have this really cool concept for a character, okay. And what are you going to do? I'm in love with her. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't really think about that. Oh, okay. So we're just going to make them not unique compared to the, the the originals? Wasn't he, like, in love with Wanda? Or, like, he would, like, insert... Bendis? Or, or, no, Bendis. I'm trying to think about who Bendis... Like, there's a character that Bendis was just, like, in love with. And he would literally, like, uh, make the character... Or, like, make a character who he wrote off of him as himself like in love with that other character that oh yeah i'm trying to think about who it was was it a spider-man character it was a spider-man character was it black cat i'm pretty sure it might have been black cat i mean look no like we'll do that later no i i I can look you can talk and i'll I'll look to answer your first question do i think it's gonna be harder to make to make the best superman movie of all time Mm. no i do not think so (laughs) I think it'll be, I don't, I think, I think to surpass what movies that were made in the seventies, well, with modern filmmaking ideas and techniques and costume design, no. And you already know how I feel about the Snyder, the man of steel. It's some good ideas and some questionable execution mixed with some really good execution and horrible ideas. A bit of a mixed bag, Zack Snyder, but I don't think it, like, as far as, like, the effects go, uh, Man of Steel is good, but we're just really missing the, Superman's supposed to be fun. Like, why does he have to be this way? But I think uh, it's very possible to do the, the best Superman movie. I think, you know, you don't, you don't have to deviate so far from his mythos to make it different. You can explore it in new ways instead of just kind of like, eh, whatever. Pa Kent, never heard of him. It's, um, honestly, oh, God, I don't, I don't know if I, like, I want to say I want it to be equal parts superman uh what's the new superman show called um adventures of superman yeah my i want it like almost my equal parts my adventures with superman mm-hmm. and a like a dash of smallville mm-hmm. and then dc the, the anime dc stuff have you watched any of uh, superman and lois 
I haven't. It's really good. Okay. I'll it is really good. I've been really, just so, I've been steering so clear of anything CW related. No, and the thing is, is it's not even like because it's CW. Like it, it is aired on CW, but it is an HBO Max show. Okay, so, so like, like technically, it's a part of the Arrowverse and everything, but it got uh, it got such a better budget, writers, okay. everything like that. Does it so. cross over the Arrowverse much? No. Oh, thank God. You see Diggle a couple times, but Diggle's cool. The man, the myth, Diggle. Yeah, Diggle, dude. Well, you probably see like Diggle once, actually. The Diggle, probably a Green Lantern. <laughs> Perhaps. He's black. Opens green glowing box, Diggle. <laughs> it's just like, instead, it's just like something weird, like a, it's like a, <laughs> it's just like a glowing, I don't know, like a ring pop or something. Or I was going to say something really bad, so I just wanted to refrain from okay. that. <laughs> As if I would do such a no, thing. Exactly. <laughs> my brain was gonna go right to it. I thought of something, but I thought no, I won't. I was that. just gonna. I go. I was just gonna say it. I was gonna say cock ring. Oh. <laughs> it's just gonna be a green glow. Oh, oh okay. yeah. <laughs> and he's just looking at it's it. It's not as bad as what I was gonna just, say. Uh, and he's just looking at it. And he's proud. I was gonna. I was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Remember, uh, not a kids podcast. Uh, Anyways, you, well, you know what I was gonna say. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say it was, it was gay Superman's kryptonite. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Fuck. You. His name is Apollo. Sorry. Rest in peace, Carl Weathers, by the way. And he is just a Superman who happens to be gay. (laughs) Not gay Superman. You can understand, you you straights. (laughs) You don't do anything besides discriminate. It's not discriminate, it's describe. (laughs) Stop. Anyways, on um, that note, was there anything else that you kind of had or anything? Um, no. Uh, I think you should. I think you should look at what Paul Dini made with uh, the animated series stuff. Mm-hmm. I think you should never shit on characters' legacies and uh, what they do. <laughs> Rocksteady Games and. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. no! Do we now? Nah, we shouldn't do that. Oh no! I don't even want to talk about it because the thing is, I don't have anything to talk about. I haven't played the damn game. And we're never going to. Yeah, it's like um, I don't even like I don't even have any. I have no desire. Anyway, to play that so vile game. I don't even want to talk about it because I don't want to tell somebody to, to like. I think to you like know, play it or anything like that. I no. think you know Tim Daly's Superman, and you know how his allies, and you know there's, you know you can, you know there's there's I don't know there's there's good without being naive, and I think that's what mm-hmm. a lot of like this Chris Nolan effect on DC comics just needs to go away. Oh, hundred percent. Like it's, it worked for the dark Knight. It worked in varying degrees for the dark Knight rises, but it should have been discarded after that. And I think, you know, there's, there's room for cynicism and comic book media, but it doesn't always have to be cynicism, you know, like, like even even in Man of Steel, it says it stands for hope, but God damn it, it did not feel very hopeful. Oh, 100%. ever. So, I just want something, uh, you know, maybe a little hope. I I said a a a a like a I don't know like a I don't know a a pushback against modern cynicism, if you will. You know. Well, well yeah, exactly, and that's what I think they're going for because. 
Um, and that's exactly uh, what adapting All Star Superman would be. No, and that's he's they're not adapting All Star Superman. Though. Okay, they're they that's a drawing weird, inspiration. That is from. a weird thing to do for a first Superman story. No, it's not. Oh, that's a, that's another thing. It's aspects of All Star yeah, Superman. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I just want to I just want to reiterate that that I don't think that they're doing that because I think that the, would be a very ill advised decision. The, okay, because that would involve Superman dying. <laughs> I know that that. <laughs> You know, there's all hope is not lost. No, yes, part um, of All Star. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. I, I, I feel like, like there's still a way to, there's still a way out. You know, picking All-Star. up what you're putting down. Thank you. Got anyway. you. I got you. Got you. I got you. Uh, I understand what you're saying now. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, what else were you saying? Uh, I want the red trunks. I don't care. I want them. I do too. I want some red trunks. Give me the trunks. I, I, I think we're gonna get trunks too. Mm-hmm. I, I would. I would be sad if we didn't, but mm-hmm. if the design looks good, the design looks looks good. I don't want to. I don't want to base whether I completely like or dislike the design on well, trunks. You, you, I am equally. I am equally <laughs> preparing myself to not see trunks and try not to be disappointed. Just another, <laughs> just another Saturday night. But, um, you know, you you need something to interrupt the blue in between the symbol and the boots. No, I agree. Trust me. I 100% get what you mean, bud. Like, he's wearing his underwear on the outside. Shut up. Nah. You wear your underwear on the outside. Nah. And, like, I I, 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 I get it. Mm-hmm. But it's just, I don't know. It, it, yeah, the, the, the Superman costume does just look, it, it looks good with the trunks. It does. It does. But, um. Iconic. But, no. So, it's, uh, but I am really excited. I really want to see what they do with this movie. And. I like what I really loved about the movie itself or like what James Gunn has said about it. It's just because another thing is, is like you might call me a James Gunn shill or whatever, all that kind of stuff, whatever. But my whole thing is, is like he's just a gill, if you will. He's saying all of the right things. And it's one of those deals where he is saying things like Superman is good in a world where it's old fashioned to be good. And Mm -hmm. he's good not for like not just to like. You know, I'm a good guy to be a good guy and get good things. No, he's good for the sake of being good. Mm-hmm. He's good because he truly believes in it because Mon mm-hmm. Cat just instilled in him to be a good person. And let, that's something let that the I children like. die, Clark. And it's like and that's exactly what I'm saying. Like that is the crux of when they lost me on Superman mm-hmm. when they were um, when in Man of Steel. Do I like Man of Steel as a movie? Yeah, I actually do. Watch the air gurgle out of the bus. It's fun. It's a fun movie. But like, I have to forget. I have to not think about that. It's Superman in front of me. I have to think of it as a sci-fi movie instead. Man of Steel is like a tech demo for how a good Dragon Ball Z movie would be. That's kind of funny. But like, I don't even really, I don't even think that would be all that good of a Dragon Ball movie, though. (laughs) Well, no, just like the how two men flying around collapsing buildings would be. 100%. and 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 then Lord Frieza, Emperor of the Universe, said, "I will find him. <laughs> I will find him, monkey." <laughs> oh no! Just be all racist and everything. But now who's problematic? Hey, well, you know, Frieza. Frieza's the problematic one. Yeah, but um, you know sh- who should fight him? <laughs> I'm not gonna. Say. Oh gosh, you know um, Apollo should fight him. Oh God, goodness! I didn't say it. Yeah, you did though. Um, I said the right name this time, didn't I? Do a good job. But with that down and out, 
Um, I have nothing else to say. <laughs> thank you all for listening. We're gonna be recording more. We promise. Yeah. And uh, next, we're gonna we're gonna have like a repu- a review of Napoleon. Uh, because one of our friends of the show, Owen Godverson, is very, very passionate. Guy who about, lives downstairs. Yeah, very passionate about how much he hates it. And so we're going to have a fun time with that one. And we're just going to get some catch-up time and be able to get some more movie reviews out here. And I'm super excited uh, for everything that's going to be going on there. So, um, yeah. And with that said, Box Office Bros. Thank you for listening to Box Office Bros. Gee, thanks, Dad. You can listen to the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. Podcasts are great. Radio's boring. Have a great day. And see you next time. If I'm not back in five minutes, just wait longer. And now for my next impression, Jesse Owens. Peace out. Later, Tater. End of story. Bye-bye. See you later.